Hello again. I'm George Abernathy, the proud president of FreightWaves, and I'm thrilled to have the opportunity here at our FreightWaves Live at Home virtual summit to spend a little bit of time with one of the industry significant leaders, Derek Leathers, who is the recently elected chairman and CEO of Werner Enterprises. Derek, thank you for doing this. I can't wait to have the next 20, 25 minutes together. George, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So I just described that you're the newly elected chairman. Um, can you speak a little bit to how um, the transition and, and you're, you're filling some pretty big shoes, you're filling a legacy. Talk a little bit about um, how you're going to fill CL's legacy and, and as you're going to move Werner forward. Uh, absolutely. Well, nothing like putting me on the spot on day one on the job. Right now. <laughs> uh, look, Ziel is an icon in the industry. He's one of those, uh, you know, I talk a lot about if there was a trucking Rushmore, um, you know, he's certainly one of the faces on that mountain. Um, and, and it's been an amazing experience to be able to work with him, learn from him, uh, be mentored by him. Uh, uh, we, he, he, you know, the roots of this organization are, are well established. We're going to stay the course on who we are in terms of service and safety above all else, uh, service in the community, you know, commitment to customer, um, et cetera. Those things are near and dear to us. But above all else, uh, it's really our focus on our drivers. Uh, we're, we're, you know, fortunate to have been founded by a driver with one truck and uh, watch that individual build Warner to what it is today. And I'm humbled to take the reins and, and keep it moving forward and grow and prosper, um, you know, this company and our relationship with our customers. And we are committed to evolving. We will continue to improve as we move forward. And that's what he would want. You mentioned drivers and um, FreightWaves has tried very hard to thank the driver community for keeping the country alive throughout the pandemic. And we're now in a, in a time frame, Derek, that there's been a lot of lip service. I've probably provided lip service around driver shortages and the things that needed to be done to, to try to assuage that. But Speak to how Werner is dealing with today's driver issues and driver challenges and and making the the challenging market, the really challenging market today, be something that you think you can be and continue to be an industry leader in that area. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, I think it was wonderful to see the country really respond in the early days of COVID. And, and I say early days as in several months and really appreciate uh, the professional driver out there. They're, these men and women keep America moving every day. The work they do is is incredible. And uh, to see them appropriately appreciated was heartwarming. The problem is we live in a kind of a pretty short news cycle, uh, a bit of an ADD culture uh, as it relates to moving on to the next issue or topic. And we forget about some of these grounding principles that when it was pretty dire out there, you know, who showed up? Uh, drivers showed up. Um, mechanics showed up. And so what are we doing? We're trying to keep that spirit alive and make sure we understand and appreciate our drivers every day, both with compensation, because economics matter. Uh, we have to make sure and have the compensation right, but also um, with lifestyle, get them home more often, uh, get them more connected through technology to their families and staying as connected as possible, uh, giving them work style and work life that is rewarding, challenging, but appropriate, uh, not asking them to do jobs that are not really core to the driving job. It's hard enough to find drivers. It's a lot harder if we want them to do bunches of other tasks that really aren't core to being a safe professional driver. Uh, our retention rates are actually have improved during COVID. Uh, we're proud of that. You know, a pandemic gives you an opportunity to 
prove your culture, show your culture, put it on display, and how you stand by your folks during a pandemic, I think, uh, really speaks a lot about the company. And we've done a lot of things with keeping them in obvious supply of PPE. We came out with pay continuation well well before it was you know, even talked about in Congress. Uh, we wanted to make sure our drivers had no economic impact from COVID, and uh, we've done that, and we're proud of it. And most importantly, we've kept them safe. Our infection rate is far below the national average. And these folks are out there on the front lines every day, and yet their infection rate was far far lower. Uh, I think it speaks to their discipline, their professionalism, and uh, we're proud of everybody here at Warner, but in particular, those drivers and mechanic associates uh, are shining lights of what's possible if you can make yourself. Let's let's stay with that. Thank you for thank you for that. That's you know really I think so spot on and topical. But let's stay with the truck and with that sort of driver experience and talk a little bit about the equipment. I'm I'm a transportation nerd. I'm not afraid to describe it. I'm you know if I'm driving I-75 between Chattanooga and Atlanta, I'm in seventh heaven because there's trucks of every type in freight alley you know being seen. One of my favorites is when I see a Werner truck because, you know, feel free to ask my family, that's beautiful equipment. What are you doing? What is Werner doing and thinking about over the next three to five years of how will that truck itself, what are you evolving that truck and that driver experience to that will help you to make that professional driver's experience even even better than they're being able to enjoy today? I, th- I think it's a great question, and I also love driving the roads and seeing our equipment out there. And it's something I take pride in. It looks beautiful. I love the I love the look of it. I love the maintenance uh, of it, uh, and I love the newness of the fleet. Uh, we keep our fleet very very new, both on the truck and trailer side. In the short term, it's about amenities. We're continuously trying to focus on giving our drivers more driver assist technologies in the truck, making them and those around them even safer. Uh, trying to make sure that the amenities inside the truck, everything from inverters to to uh, uh, climate control um, technologies uh, are amply uh, spec'd, making sure that the fit and finish of the trucks are done right. Not a fleet spec, but more of a spec that an owner-operator might go out and get if, if he or she were looking to start a career uh, or, or, or continue their career uh, as a business owner. We want them to feel proud when they go down the road. That's critically important. But in the medium to long term, there's a lot of change coming. I mean, we know driver's technologies are advancing rapidly. We know that there is a push toward autonomous uh, deployment in certain niche applications around the country over time. Um, we know that electrification is a reality and or other uh, propulsion systems, whether it be hydrogen or CNG battery combination uh, uh, approaches. And we're trying to stay at the forefront of all of the above. So we're testing electric today. We've been testing CNG and LNG configurations for some time. We are on the, the slate for some prototype hydrogen uh, equipment later in the year. Um, and we want to make sure that we don't pigeonhole ourselves into one winner in this space. What we're committed to and what we will win is in the environmental footprint side. So uh, we've signed up for a 55% reduction of our footprint by 2035. Uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to beat that goal, both in time and in, in scale. Um, but but those are that part of that uh, finish line is determined uh, or is dependent on the yet to be developed technologies that aren't quite ready for prime time, but they are improving every day. And so you got to trust in your OEM partners. You got to trust that we're going to meet at the finish line. They're going to give us the equipment we need to be able to meet our goals and our customer and and, gen- and the general population's expectation. How uh, interesting is it, uh, Derek, that 
as we enter into this phase and you were just you know talking about the driver experience talking of lip service like i was saying i probably was one who gave lip service before around the driver shortage shipper of choice has been a buzz phrase for a long time freight waves is trying to put some meat to that but there's still and i'm interested in how as you describe us having a short memory for things during the pandemic seeing the lines of trucks at certain warehouses and manufacturing facilities and the the work that the drivers were putting in and saying we need to treat them better to have them be able to um, do their jobs are you seeing shippers going beyond the conversation going beyond the discussion going beyond the lip service to really be partners and is that being continued past that pandemic time frame that we're thankfully starting to exit yeah i think we saw a lot of traction in the pandemic that was driven by the pandemic itself so a lot more contactless kind of interactions at shippers and consignees, a lot more efficient in-gate and out-gate because, frankly, they wanted to keep everybody safe and separated. Those things have continued, and I think we've proven technologies that 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 are really needed to now gain momentum, like e-bill of ladings and other things. There's no reason to be exchanging the amount of paperwork we do as an industry. There's no reason a driver should be stuck at the mercy of a particular guard shack that's using antiquated processes to engage and outgate uh, that traffic. We need to get better at leaning into more automated solutions to get them in and out quicker. Uh, as the pandemic um, still exists now today, we have more of a, just a capacity shortage that's driving that shipper of choice mentality. It's less pandemic related. It's more global than that. And there's an absolute shortage of capacity. And really what we need to do right now, if people want to see capacity come into the market, the single best way to do it is within the walls or the fences of your terminals and, 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 and ship locations. We've got to find a way to not have, you know, $200,000 worth of assets and a priceless driver uh, sitting and, and waiting in line based on a, uh, labor disruption of a set, uh, of an hourly workforce that's working that dock. We've got to find a way to get these folks in and out more quickly. Now we empathize with shippers. Um, inventory levels are at historic lows, so they're they're taking freight in and pushing it out as fast as it comes in one door. It's going right out the other side. So some of the efficiencies and optimization that they spent so much time building doesn't work real well when everything is basically coming in and out as quickly as they can move it. But it's caused container shortages that are because containers are being underturned. You know, they're not being turned rapidly enough. Trailer shortages. We're seeing the rise in detention events uh, at, at locations. And I don't think, to be fair, anybody in that building wants to have those trailers delayed or containers delayed, but it is impacting their next shipment. And, they, and you have this sort of circular effect of if you don't focus on staying current on your equipment turns at your facilities, your capacity will get tighter tomorrow and you will have further difficulties as you go forward. And at some point in a market that's oversold, carriers are going to take those scarce resources. And because they have wheels, they'll move them to a more efficient opportunity. Uh, and so we're focused heavily with our shippers. I think many of them are trying hard every day to become more efficient. And I'm 
very impressed with some of the progress we've made at multiple shippers in our network. And there are others that are more reluctant to change. And I think those folks will find themselves increasingly on the outside looking in because these resources are that scarce, both the truck, the trailer, but most more importantly, the driver. We uh, Staying on that topic, maybe going even a little bit more macro, we've seen shippers in the past utilize bids or procurement events, oftentimes maybe too infrequently to reward incumbency and good service, but we're trying to save money. Are you know we're hearing a lot about a more active bidding cycle or cycles. More mini bids are being out there. Are those mini bids occurring, Derek? Are, is Werner seeing more of them because the routing guides are falling apart for maybe some of those shippers that aren't particularly friendly to work with, and you're seeing contract rate increases come from that, or is some of the still old school, well, I'm going to run a bid and try to save money. Are, there, are, those, are those tools, I won't call them weapons, are those tools that are being utilized moving in the direction where they're going to end up getting better service? You know, it's hard to say. Right now, I think the driver of it is freight and routing guides that are falling apart because of folks maybe not either able to or willing to live up to their commitments on what they were uh, supposed to be doing for that shipper. Uh, that forces the hand a bit of the shipper and forces this mini bid cycle. We're seeing a tremendous amount of mini bids. Um, we're very proud of the fact, and we publicly disclose it every quarter, um, but our spot market participation has actually decreased for three consecutive quarters because we're standing firm and standing by our customers and trying to do everything in our power to handle that core business for them that we've committed to. Um, we also, though, are the recipient now of mini bids on a regular basis, and it's hard to do both. And so we have tough conversations where, with customers around, look, if you want me to take some relief off of this mini bid and do some and participate in some of these lanes, we may need to talk about some of these core lanes, but they're your core lanes. I'm not going to sell to the highest bidder away from one customer to somebody else. What we're going to do instead is, is try like heck to really cement now more than ever we need longer term relationships on some of these lanes. You know, everybody has within their network kind of the major arteries. Each fleet is different, but whatever our major arteries are that really keep and sustain us, I need to be able to know that I have confidence in those lanes for a longer period of time under some reasonable duration for both parties. You give me that and you're going to have our attention relative to your needs, perhaps on other mini bids and other things, um, because we, we can't live in this cyclical world anymore where right now it happens to be highly beneficial for the carrier as it relates to pricing leverage. But someday that too shall change. Uh, and we need to get off the roller coaster and have more of a reasonable professional dialogue. And I think we are with shippers of choice that are out there. As one of the uh, most thoughtful and, and engaging leaders that we have in, in our space, I'm really interested in the, the and, and, and having worked with your company, knowing the culture that the company has, really interested in how the pandemic has impacted the way that Werner does business, the way that you're conducting business in the in your office there or in the, the various locations. How do you see us post-pandemic? Will there will there be a hybrid model of how folks are working, some from home, some from the office? Will we get back to 
um, you know, the, the way things were, how, how has, and not only thanking the drivers and your, and your mechanics, but the people who have helped keep the trucks moving, how are they going to, how are they going to be deployed a couple of years from now, once we're past the pandemic, will there be some changes that have been made to the way that you're doing business? Yeah. I mean, I think a hybrid model is the right way to think about it. I mean, we predominantly, uh, if you take drivers and mechanics, obviously that's the vast majority of the workforce. They had to work from the office, so to speak. Our office folks, we took the path of taking half that force and they worked from home and the other half stayed in the office and socially distanced. The leadership team stayed in the office the entirety of the pandemic um, because we felt you know the best way to leadership is, is from the from the, from the helm. And so we didn't uh, want to be working from home while we're asking our drivers to do something different. I think we learned a lot. We learned there are roles that are effective, productive, um, um, that we can continue to think about a hybrid model as we uh, kind of lap this pandemic and get out of, of the other side. Uh, there's other roles we clearly believe need to be in the office and, and need to have that, that commonality of spirit and culture and values to be effective. You know, I think a lot of folks look right now at their production stats and they talk, you hear CEOs talk about this all the time. My people were as productive or more productive working from home. Well, that's great. Those people had the culture already. They were part of the company already before they were sent home. If you play that out five years from now and everybody's working from home and coming into the building and a work from home environment, how do you build that culture? How do you know that what we do and what we stand for and that we mean it and that we do, in fact, mean safety supersedes all else? How do you know that somebody doesn't take a shortcut to the culture somewhere along the way because they really have never been inculcated into what it means to be uh, an associate here at Warner. And so we're going to, we're going to stay, you know, hybrid, but I do believe we'll wake up with mo- the majority of, the f- of our workforce in the office, others working from home. We have more flexibility to attract and retain talent now because we've learned we, they can work remotely. So take all of the good from the pandemic that we may have learned and, and developed um, in technology and support tools and other things and, and apply it going forward. But don't, forget or lose sight of culture matters. And uh, we think it matters a lot. And it's certainly something I believe in heavily. Extraordinarily well said. And, and maybe that'll allow me to go full circle here. They're going to, they're going to want me to land the plane here soon. So I'll, I'll sort of try to close with this. And like I said, come full circle with, you know, your um, election to the chairmanship and the, the absolute spot on, uh, things that you described in an industry icon, a, a Mount Rushmore, um, absolutely a, a person in, in CL. Okay, I'm not building another uh, Mount Rushmore, Derek, but sometime way down the pike, way down the years from now, as you're evolving into whatever the, the next challenge is and Someone else is being put into that chairman's role. What would you like for that person who will be talking to someone from freight waves at that point? What would you like for that person to say in their 30 to 60 seconds about what it was that Derek Leathers was able to do at Werner at his time at the helm? You know, I think I would like and hope someday when the time is right that somebody looks back and says, that's an individual that, uh, uh, he walked the walk. You know, he didn't just say things or, 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 or spout euphemisms, but instead actually walk the walk of what he was preaching. And what I preach and what I believe in is um, there's nothing more patriotic out there 
than the American truck driver. I truly believe that. What they do keeps America moving every day. The mechanics that support them are right there with them. Uh, we got to treat them like the sacred individuals that they are. Um, I want them to realize and look back on whatever I different small difference I may have made and know that that I always led with a simple belief that people matter. I've always thought that people are good. That's the starting point. And that if you give good people good tools, they'll do great things. And those that try to think about the business by starting with profitability and work their way back from there, I think end up sooner or later uh, running into walls that you can't climb. Um, but if you really trust in the folks that, that do the work, trust in good relationships with customers, trust in alignment with winners and accountability on both sides. So we talk a lot here and I, I really believe that you've got to pick your customers wisely, just like they've got to pick their supplier wisely. We want to work with winners, winning companies, with winning management teams, with winning formulas. And then we want to be accountable to whatever we sign up to do for them. I think if you do those things and you do it consistently over a long time frame, you leave your mark in your own way on an industry that I think has got a great, bright future. This guy was a leader in the huddle when he was playing college football. He's the leader in our industry. And I don't know about you or watching, but I'm ready to bust through a wall right now. So Derek Leathers, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time. All of the viewers do as well. And for your really thoughtful uh, counsel and input, appreciate everything you do. And once again, thank you to all of those essential folk who work for Werner for doing what they've done in the pandemic and they're going to do in the future. Thanks for doing this, Derek. Thank you, George. Thanks for having us. And uh, we appreciate the work Freightways does as well. Uh, it's, it's a nice work of information and many other things that y'all put out every day. So thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you, Derek. And thanks to everybody for watching. There's tons of content still to come for you in our Freightways Live at Home, the virtual summit. But remember, we're going to get to see each other once again. I'll Get to be physically intimidated by someone as significantly larger than I am in Derek Leathers in about six months at the Future of Freight Festival here in Chattanooga. I look forward to seeing everybody in person and uh, saying hello. Derek, thank you very much. Thanks to everybody. Enjoy the rest of Freightways Live at Home. Thanks.